0: Principle that we have to stand on that God is infallible. We are fallible. We are His creation. Adam and Eve were stepped into sin trying to be like God, but we can never be like God. We can never be God. That's Satan telling us, hey, you know, you can be like God, but we can't. We're His creation. We're not the creator. We are the creation. And we will always be the creation. So, Took me a minute I didn't know how to answer the question At the table that time You know But it really stuck The Holy Spirit Really stuck in my heart That this is a question That needs to be answered You know Look If we're talking about the Bible Right And Somebody is saying Well this verse says this This verse says that You know I look at it as And it works both ways That we're using the Bible to solidify or make our points that we want to make that our personal issues want to make that instead of what is the what is God really saying? I hope that makes sense but our personal feelings, emotions, All these things that God gives us is not for I mean, it's for our growth, but it's ultimately for his glory to bring his word to everybody. We meet everybody that he puts in front of us to share the gospel, to share Jesus. That is our that is the Great Commission, right? That is our number one job. It's not to argue about what the Bible says or blah, blah, blah because it is the truth because if we believe God is who he is and we stand on that that means every word in this book like it tells us is God breathed it might have been written by man but it was breathed from the spirit of God therefore no matter how many times it's been translated that it is the truth now you have different religions that want to claim that their Bible is the Bible. But if we're going by this book, it will be disproved as false, as false teachings, because the Bible, no matter you know, is the is the Word of God, our God, the God, the creator of all things. And if we stand on that principle alone and who God is, and our true heartfelt vision of who he is then this word cannot be argued and if they're arguing with you about the bible they're not arguing with you they're arguing with god and sorry you're gonna lose i'm gonna lose we're all gonna lose when we argue with god because we can't argue with god you can't argue with somebody who created you he knows, and it tells us he knows. He knows every hair on our head has been numbered. He knew us before he put, in, put us in our mother's womb. All these truths, all these facts, you know, and, and, and it starts in John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And when we stand on that alone, that's it. That is what we have to stand on, that his word is infallible. God is infallible. God cannot be changed because he is who he is, unlike us, that we sometimes ebb and flow with what we get caught up with in society, what we get caught up hearing, uh, maybe even some false teachings from uh Different churches, different uh, leaders, you know, who, who move away. Not that they stop loving Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us, but they stop fearing God, loving God, right? They, they put their personal agenda ahead of God's agenda. And when we do that, man, we, we are going to fail. We're going to fail miserably, you know, uh, as we go through and, you know, still kind of on this topic of, of battling this culture that we're in right now, you know, people are so confused. People are so lost. They have no direction, man. That's our call. God wants us to step up and lead this country back to him. Because without him, we see what we're seeing right now. I mean, you know, just here in last week in Italy, you know, a mother killing her children. Where are we at that a mother can be so lost and so far from God and so affected by Satan that you kill your own children? I know growing up, that's that's something... we never heard of now, I'm not saying it didn't happen because there's a lot of other issues going on that, but the main issue is they don't know God, they don't know the love, they don't know the grace, they don't know the the freedom that he brings the forgiveness and then, it is our job to ensure that the people in our circles and the people that God puts in front of us presents to us understand that and i know it's not always going to be smooth and not everybody is going to answer the call that god puts on their hearts and he understands that and he knows that that's He gives us choice we have a choice to choose him or not to choose him but man when we are silent are we choosing him or are we not choosing him are we only choosing him on sunday when we go to church and hang around people that are like-minded in a way, but do we step out and do we answer his call on a daily basis? If we're silent, then we're not, we're not being what God has called us to be, you know? And sometimes it comes across as, you know, we can be, what is it now? What is the term they're using? Masculine. We're too masculine. We're too men. Well, we were created to be men, you know, um, God has put on us the responsibility to lead people to Christ, to lead, to make Him known. Like I said, we're not here to change people. That is not our job. Our job is to tell the truth, live a life that glorifies the kingdom of heaven. And Let people know what God, you don't want to kill your kids. You don't want to beat your children. You don't want to beat your wife. You don't want to stay addicted to the drugs that you're on. Well, it starts with learning the word of God and trusting and knowing that God is God. His word is infallible. You know, I was reading uh, the other day that, you know, the Catholic church says that a priest can forgive sins and that the Pope is God on earth. That's in their doctrine. That's in their main thing of the church. Mm, No, there isn't but one person who can forgive sins. There isn't one way your sins are forgiven. And that's by no man on this earth. Because he has already died, risen, and ascended to heaven. His name was Jesus Christ. And if you believe any other thing than that, then you're wrong. Jesus is the only way. No one comes to the father except through me is what Jesus said. So that is the truth. You know, like I said, my life has shown me that. And I've told many guys at church this and I've told many other people, whether you believe it or not, it's the truth. And I will put this book up against anything you could ever say. And the truth in this book will stand out and stand up for another million years if that's what god wills it'll never change his word is his words you know and we're misunderstood a lot of times because we are when we are being the men that god have has called us to be we are we can come across as hard uncaring unloving but if we truly have a heart that is after God and after Jesus, there are going to be times where we have to let people in our lives go. There are going to be times Jesus walked away from his whole town that he grew up in because they didn't want to hear what he had to say. God gives us a choice. He's not going to make that choice for you. He'll come knock at your door, but it's up to you whether you answer it or not. You know, some people will hear some people will make the change because that's God working in their life. That's the son, the Jesus Christ, using the Holy Spirit to move them toward toward him, to call them back to him. He will make that change in them. But it's up to us to start the conversation, to plant a seed that will change. You know, you look at these churches, right? I mean, how can a church? have practicing homosexual pastors right how 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 does that happen how can you have someone that from the word of god is living in sin on a regular basis knows that it's a sin and preach The word of God, where where are you going to believe? How are you going to believe that you think it's okay to continue to live in that? Now, I know the questions come up like, oh, well, you're a sinner. Yeah, I am a sinner and I know I've been forgiven, but I work to move away from that sin. I don't continually put myself in that sin and continually live out that sin Because that's not who Jesus was. Jesus forgave me. And the sanctification process is me moving further away from my sin nature, closer to Jesus's nature. But when you stand up there and you say you're preaching the word of God, but you were consistently living in a life that God does not condone. That's blasphemy. Right. You can't. As we change and grow and understand and learn who God is, and it starts that change in us, the new creation that God says we are, by accepting Jesus Christ, we should no longer want to participate in those things. The things of this world do not matter. The flesh does not matter. What matters is our growth to and closer to the image of Jesus Christ. But you can't do that if you consistently are in a relationship that defies what God the Father, God the Son, and all the disciples say is a sin. That is not the natural order that God put things in. You know, come to church. Hear the word. Learn the word. And let, you know, that's planting the seed. Invite people who are confused about whether they're a male or female or they're in homosexual relationships or they're whatever. Look, God loves you, but doesn't mean you're not going to have to give up something in order to change, to move toward what he wants you to look like for the kingdom, not for your benefit, for his benefit, because he created you. And it is our job to glorify him in all that we do. And if you're living in that lifestyle after accepting Jesus Christ, Like I said before, did you really accept Jesus? In my opinion, it's a no. Because if you accepted Jesus Christ with all your heart and your soul, then you will not continue to live in that lifestyle because your heart has changed and you understand that that is wrong and the one who created me says that's wrong. And our life should be to please God and to stand up for God and for him to be pleased with us not any man woman anything else we are to love them and we're supposed to help them get to where we're at that's our job man that's what we're supposed to do but if they're living a lifestyle that continually puts themselves against god then to me they haven't accepted jesus christ Because if you truly accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, those things will fade away. I'm not going to say they're going to go away overnight, but you will see through reading his word and learning who he is, who the father is, who the son is, and the Holy Spirit. You will change and you will walk away from that because you know how important it is. Because eternal is way more important than what we're living in right now. And it's because men who do believe these things as I do are stepping away and shying away from speaking the truth. If you're speaking it straight out of the Bible and you're not taking it out of context, if you're using the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, right, it is good for rebuking and correcting. And if we're doing it in a way That is out of a loving heart. Look, just because you don't agree with me doesn't mean the word of God is any less true. And I'm telling you this. You you think I am being mean, uncaring. No, I care for you more than you know, because that's what Jesus has put on my heart. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you something that I know for a fact has changed my life. Through the walk and through the journey that I went, that this family, my family, has went through over the last year and a half, no, God is who He says He is. Everything in the Holy Bible is the truth, and if you're going against it, and if you're living outside of it, because it's what you want to do, then you're wrong, and then you will pay the consequences. My love for being stern with you and telling the truth in a matter that might hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. It's because I love you that I say it. It's when I'm passionate about something, as you can tell, my octave goes up, right? People think I'm yelling. No, I'm passionate. I'm passionate that you get this message and understand that I want to see you in heaven. I want to have that eternal blessing with you. And to be in heaven with you and to enjoy all that God has promised us together with my wife, with my children, with my friends, with people I don't even know. But if he places them in front of me, then it's my obligation and my duty as a disciple of Jesus Christ from accepting him. We're all priests. We're all supposed to preach the word of Jesus and his word, not our own narrative of his word. That's my point, that if we are not speaking God's word in a manner that glorifies God first, we're not speaking his truth, right? We can't pick a Bible verse that, you know, I'm on the topic of homosexuality if we're looking at that, Right. We have to understand the whole context. And the context begins with God is perfect. If God had wanted man to be in relationship with man, he would have created another man. He didn't. He created a woman. And you can look, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but you can look at all creation. Everything has a male and a female, period. Leviticus tells us, that it's wrong. Romans tells us that it's wrong. First Corinthians tells us that it's wrong. You know, and we have to stand go back to we have to stand on the principle that in John 1 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Period. Tell the Bible, period. Before it moves into verse 2. Period. Stop. That's it. That's that's it. That's the truth. You know? And then we look. You know, we were talking. I was talking. Sorry, I got on a rant there. I was talking about the churches. You know? Yes, we're sinners. We're all sinners. Because of the fall. Adam and Eve eating the fruit. Right? We understand that. But it's that change when we accept Jesus and that moving from, I don't want to do this lifestyle anymore. I want to follow Jesus and I want to make that transition. It's not going to be overnight. Some things will. But Satan, once you start moving toward Jesus, is going to try to pull you back and he's going to try to rein you in. And the only way you fight against that is to know God's word and be in the truth of his word. You know, First John two, four says, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. So we're not saying we're not sinners. We understand that we are sinners, but in our lives, we are moving toward Jesus. We're moving our lives to aligning them with God's word and his commandments. Jesus' commandments. we're not say You know, we're going back in the church in the old days that I hear because I didn't attend because I wasn't a regular church girl. But I've seen them. You've seen them. The hellfire and brimstone preachers. They'll get up there and just almost have a heart attack on stage. But that's because they were speaking with passion and they were speaking the truth of God and they believed it 100%. Now, look, it doesn't work for everybody. And I get that. But the truth still needs to be spoken. God's word still needs to put it be put out in our society today. It has to be. That's the reason we see all this confusion about, oh, I think I'm a girl or I think I'm a guy or you know, I like girls or I like guys. No. No. I'm gonna tell you right now. It is meant. For you to know Jesus, and he will correct that, and he will change that. That's Satan talking to these people. That's Satan pulling them back and and thinking that they're more than God, or they know more than God. You would never know more than God. How can you know more than a creator? It's like if you read a book, you don't know more about that book than the author because it's written from his perspective, It's written in his words, not your words. These are God's words. They're not written in our words. They're written in words that we can understand. That's the reason God had a man write them so that we could understand them better. And they're not that hard. And they're not to confuse us or to trick us. I mean, they're pretty, pretty simple. When we get away from, excuse me all the controversy and you read God's word and you read the context behind them and where they're coming from. God's word is pretty simple. Like I said, this show is about being simple. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Cause that's me. And God knew that, that he was going to be talking to Todd Archer one day and he was going to have to really dumb it down for me to understand it, but that he could work through me in that simple understanding to mature me and to grow me so that I could glorify the kingdom of heaven in his name in a way that people like me can understand so whatever you are whether you're a college professor or whether you're a doctor or whatever whatever you are God's given you that avenue to spread his gospel to spread his truth of Jesus Christ his son through his word in the way that People on your level can understand, and to help people on my level to grow to your level, so that we can reach more people. You know, uh, James one twenty two says, "But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves." You know, and I and the whole Bible talks about action. We have to move. We have to accept Jesus. We have to we have to make the changes that Jesus wants us to make. We have to be willing to open and surrender ourselves to the truths that are in God's book. You know, uh God's word stands on its own. It's the truth. You know, I was reading one uh article that says the bible can be read in over 700 different languages you know for the new testament over over 1500 for the new testament you know like i said earlier that leads to a lot of questions a lot of men thinking they're smarter than god or knowing more than god and and questioning his word look the bible's been verified more than any other book in history the 66 books in the Bible, sixty-six books in the Bible, not one book, sixty-six written by different authors over thousands of years or hundreds of years, thousands of years, right? That still stand to this day. Everything you read in God's Word is applicable, applicable to today. Everybody says, oh, times are different, times. No, we're not. We're still facing the same crap they were facing back in Jesus' day. Homosexuality, people disrespecting the church, misconstruing God's word, not telling the truth of who Jesus Christ is, right? We're dealing with the same crap that Jesus was dealing with. And the reason we're still dealing with it, in my opinion, is because Christian men, especially over the last 50 years, have stepped out of God's will and call on their life and not put their hand on the Bible. It used to be something, you know, when you were in court. You to swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you, God. That used to mean something. Today it doesn't mean anything. And as Christian men, we have to we have to start making sure. That when we put our hand or we pick up this Bible to read something out of it, we speak it, the truth, out of love, not, you know, I we, we can't, um, people's feelings now. It's a big change, right? I mean, everybody's worried about their feelings. And. We've talked about this on the show before. Feelings are the warning lights that you need to give something to God. I mean, that's my opinion. That's what he's put on my heart. That, yes, they're there to help guide us, to help lead us closer to God. But if you're having depression, anxiety, all these things, it's because God is missing in your life. His word is missing in your life. Your daily reading of his word to refresh your heart and mind is missing in your life. So if you're in that lost spot and you're feeling bummed out and you're feeling depressed, pick up your Bible. The word of God is refreshing. It will encourage you to, to see that this world doesn't matter. It matters what we do for God and bringing more people to him. But in the end, it's going to be gone. All this trouble, all this sickness, all this everything. And we have to have that absolute faith in his word that everything in the book, the Bible, the Holy Bible, no matter what version you're reading, but understand some versions out there are meant to make it easier for you to understand. But when you read Bibles, NIV, ESV, King James, New King James, they are meant For you to be in them. For you to read them each and every day. The truths of God's word are in there. Now how they speak to you. And what they mean to you. Is ever changing. Because it is a living book. God's word is the living word. Because you can read a bible verse. One one day. In a week. A day. Two weeks. A month. A year. Two years later. That same verse that meant one thing. Will meet another thing. The next time you read it, because it is applicable to every situation in life. You're depressed. You need to read the Bible. If you don't understand it, find somebody who reads the Bible, who understands the Bible more than you. Have them to help you understand what it's meaning. And men, that's our our job, our call, is to be those that can lead and help others mature in the word of God. I mean, it's our job as disciples, as priests to bring these people who are confused, who don't understand the full context and have gone the way of the world and believe what the world says about God. Look, We can say what we want to about God, but it doesn't change who God is. And once you understand that, then it becomes more prevalent that God is never changing. God is who God is and who God will always be. We are ever changing. As we grow closer to him, as we build that relationship, there is a change process that takes place. You know, and as Christian men, it is to help those who may be struggling with what this means or what this says through our relationship and through our years spent reading his word, understanding his word, having him trying us, like I said, at the beginning of every show, growing us, making us step out of our comfort zone and trusting that he will be with us through it all. And that is our job, men. I mean, we are responsible for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God, which he will give us the strength and courage and knowledge to do through our trust and openness to accepting the Holy Spirit into our lives and trusting not on our strength, but on his strength. That when we need those words, I'm not good at remembering Bible verses. Well, when God puts someone that he is meant for you to speak something to because you have the heart that he wants you to have and he puts that person in front of you. Then that's where his word says you don't have to worry about the Holy Spirit will give you those words. He will move through you when you're open to it and the only way to be open to it is to be in the god's word each and every day stand on the truths that are in the bible the holy spirit will work through you and the words that needed to be said will be said but we have to get away from and stand up to the people in this world today that are trying to move their agenda ahead of getting rid of God and everything that don't believe the way we do. And it's time for us to be the warriors that Christ has created us to be, that God created us to be the disciples that he has created us to be. God's word brings clarity and peace to our lives. It changes our lives completely. You know, we read it to build a better relationship with who Jesus is and to continue our journey to make our lives look more like his. Those who want, you know, to misrepresent God in arguing whether this is right in God's word or wrong, you know, that's something uh, they need to ask God for clarification in, in their life. Not me, because his word means his truths are his truths. And as I learn and grow closer to God, he has shown me that it's just the way it is. You're not arguing with me, you're arguing with God. And I don't want to argue with God because we know how powerful he is. We know how awesome he is. And we know that just like in the Old Testament, when they had that relationship with God, where if you did something wrong, he could strike you down in an instant. Well, God didn't change from that. He can still do that. But his love for us said, you know what? That doesn't work. So he came down and put himself in a man's body for 33 years of his life. And the only way that he could make us right and have his creation with him is to die on the cross, to be, the perfect sacrifice for our sins so that he could be with us. His his love for us is so great that he was willing to put himself in our position and to die for us. So if we need to make the change and to stand up and be bold and to go out and profess these things into society that is missing him so much and is so corrupt, Because they don't have the moral, they're not acknowledging. Because it's all stamped on our souls. It's all stamped in us. But we should be the light that helps them choose that way instead of the way of this world. We need to be a rock when it comes to God's word. Understand the full context of who God is and what he's saying. So that we can help mature others to the point that they can help others. So God's word is not something that can be argued. God's word is the truth. I don't care how many times it's been translated, how many versions there are. But if we believe in the simple truth that God is who God is, in his perfection, and we believe who Jesus Christ is, and that he could be that God raised Jesus from the dead and ascended him to heaven if we believe all of that that he created all the heavens and the earth just by speaking it into existence then his word can never be changed by man his word can never be corrupted by man if we are reading his word if we are in his word other religions have a different Bible. I'm talking about the Holy Bible, the New King James New King James Version. I'm talking about God's word, not a one that has been written because men want to be in charge. I'm like the Pharisees. I'm talking about the Holy Bible that you go and you pick up, whether it's the NIV, the ESV, God's word. If we believe who God is, that word, his word will never be changed by man. Because he loves us too much to allow us to corrupt his truth and his will. It's the reason Jesus died on the cross. How we go about talking about that is in the way of Jesus with love, compassion, peace, patience, right? Kindness. We do that to represent and show Jesus. We move away from our sin that we have in our lives, that the Bible tells us that God's word tells us is a sin and move closer to trying to make our lives look like Jesus's. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be a, in some cases there are miracles that it happens and people are changed, but it's a process. The sanctification of our lives is a process. And thank God he is patient enough that we stumble and we fall and we trip and we, that he allows us to come back. And when we repent of those sins, he is faithful to forgive us so that we can continue on the path that he has set for us. Um, you know, every day you wake up, he has something for you to do. And that's the way we have to look at the life. All right, whose lives am I going to, who is, who is he putting in front of me today? Whose lives can I impact today? And it doesn't have to be the world. The lives he may want you to impact right now, are, are the most are in your home. To be bold, to say something to your wife or to your children in order to help them grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ men, that's our job. It doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing because if we do that, then that's where pride comes in. That's where we start taking over God's position and that's not what he wants. Ours is to stand on his word, deliver the message in his word through our testimonies that he has done in our life and to verify that he is who he says he is because We have seen it in our lives. The truths in this book are because of the things that I'm talking about on this show are from what God has done in my life. What I've seen him do in my life, even though at the time I did not recognize that it might have been God working in my life. I understand and I know now because of my continuation of my growth and my relationship with Jesus Christ that it was him and only him that I'm still here and being able to talk on this show and to have the blessings in my life that I have, my beautiful wife, my my kids, my friends, all of this is because he is for me, not against me. His word loves me. His word will grow me into a greater understanding of what he wants me to accomplish on this earth. And I don't want to get to heaven and be shortchanged and not have the reward that he has planned for me because I was a good and faithful servant. So, man, you know, it's just be truthful. Stand on the word of God. Don't argue with people on the Bible. They're not arguing with you. They're arguing with God because they're wrestling with the hold of Satan on their life in comparison to the hold that God has on their soul. And when the flesh and the soul are battling each other, that's what we get, what we see in this world. When the two are in conflict, we see the horrible things that we see happening in our world today. Men, as godly men, as Christian men, one who takes the Bible as God's truth, And we understand that God is who he says he is. Then it is our job to deliver his word. To the masses. To the people. It is time for us to get our feet moving. And go forward with the power. That God has put in us because of our acceptance of his son Jesus Christ. It is our duty. And our loyalty to God that we are the warriors, that we are the hands and feet of the body of Christ on this earth. To bring as many people to the knowledge of who Jesus is, his greatness, his father, the greatness of who he is. All three in one through the Holy Spirit. And if we open our hearts and minds to believe what his word says. And trust in that it is the absolute truth that can never be defiled by any man. When we stand on that foundation, we will be the warriors that are needed in our time today. So, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this show. I know it went way long and I got uh, on a couple of rants. But, man, God has really been working on my heart that you can't argue with God's word, period. And it's a message I think needs to be heard. And it's a message we men need to start stepping out and being bold in. And it starts with me. You know, there's and how we do that, and how we become stronger and more bold, is grouping up with other men. So that iron sharpens iron, so that we know we're not alone. We know that we have that group, and we know that we have the backup support, one from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and two other Christian men who will die on the cross on their own cross, as Jesus says. We must pick up our cross and sacrifice ourselves daily that we have other men that are behind us because when we team up for God and God is in each member because he is with us, we are unstoppable. And because we have the Holy Spirit and we have the power that God has allowed us to have, we are unstoppable, man. So get in a church, get in a good, solid Christian Bible preaching church that only preaches the truth. And helps you to understand and grow in that relationship, in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And then finds you a group of men who are as passionate about Christ as you are. Stand on those truths. Stand on those, his word. Lean on each other. Sharpen each other. Rebuke each other. Be the friend that God has created you to be. Because I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or whether you don't. Whether you want to hear it or whether you don't. That's the men we need. That's the friendships we need because they're honest with us and they don't just blow smoke up our butts stand on god's word find those men build those relationships and let's go out and and win the day for christ so oh man this is the hardest part of the show for me look uh if you want to see some more, uh like I said before, I am uh we're on face Facebook, uh the Call of Men, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, uh you can visit our website where you can uh see some blogs that I've written, some uh, catch up on some past episodes if this is your first one um at www.thecallofmen.com. dot com. Uh, if you have any prayer requests or things that are going on in your life or things that you want to talk about and you feel like that, uh, I might be able to, uh, I would love to pray for you first of all, or if you think some of my insight might be what you're looking for, uh, please send me an email to the call of man show, the call of men show at, gmail.com and remember me as you do what you do answer the call of me